from the middle of America, welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. Covering local market data, news, and reports to arm you with information you need to empower your investing and strengthen your American rights. Top Realtor, investor, husband, father, and veteran. Here is your host, Landon Witt. For more information and to listen or watch online, visit OKCRealEstateShow.com. Welcome to episode 81 of the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. On today's show, we talk with local appraisers on how their business is being affected by the coronavirus. We also talk about how the state in general has been affected by the coronavirus and what this may mean for investment real estate across Oklahoma City. Also, we talk about the differences between cities that have higher market value versus lower market value and how they could fare in the next couple years with lending regulations getting even more tighter. Let's talk just a minute. This episode, for those watching on the YouTube channel, saw beautiful scenery of Austin, Texas from the air. Yes, we flew a drone. We had so much fun going through the neighborhoods there uh, in northwest Austin. Beautiful homes there. In fact, we actually crashed the drone into one of the trees at one point. Um, we'll show that video later, but it was, it was a good experience uh, to get out and see what's going on in Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas right now has a median uh, home price of 369000 quite a bit higher than Oklahoma City's $130,000 median. So with the new loan standards coming in, for example, Chase uh, raised their minimum credit score from 580 to now, or 620 for a conventional, all the way up to 700 credit score. That could really impact the amount of home buyers that we have on the market, not to mention increasing their down payment requirements, which could make the price of the home that you qualify for much, much lower. We expect over the next several years to see an increase in millennials, one of the largest home buying categories, to be looking for opportunities in cheaper markets, cheaper markets like Oklahoma City. There's some other things to determine between Austin, Texas and Oklahoma City, Austin, Texas just being six hours south. 88.79 lower percentage of population density. We've also got seven more universities in Oklahoma City, a bike sharing system, 15 more museums, and the possibility of drinking alcohol in public spaces. Five more big sport facilities and a 40 degree lower average minimum temperature and two more airports. But leaving the capital city of Texas can be hard on the optics for some individuals. But rest assured, there's over 200 lakes in Oklahoma and a thriving music scene that's rising up every day in Oklahoma City. So when you're planning now, you're looking at different cities, you're going to be thinking about the lower amount of uh, prices that you can get. Take this into consideration when investing in Oklahoma City that you're going to be a highly desirable city over the long haul, let's say the next five to 10 years. Now, I want to get into some of this as we talk about the coronavirus and the severity of it. A lot of you guys have been tracking with the national news. You've been tracking, trying to understand how it's impacting real estate. 
Well, we've got a short video I want to play, clip from the governor of the state of Oklahoma. Yesterday afternoon, we had 407 patients in hospitals across Oklahoma with COVID or COVID-like symptoms. Last Monday, we had 560. We are seeing proof here in Oklahoma and across the country that our social distancing is working. We have 5,600 hospital beds in Oklahoma, 958 ICU beds, and almost 2,000 ventilators. And our peaks are right now in our models are showing we're going to need 500. Uh, some of our internal modeling is showing a peak that's moved out closer to uh, mid-May to early May. Continue to pray that, that we're going to flatten this curve and we're not going to see the spikes that they've seen in New York. And you can hear in the tone of his voice the positivity and also a bit of satire on how bad it really isn't and how much it really isn't that big of a deal. Now, we've taken great steps to try to prevent the spread, but the overall impact is quite interesting. And what I mean by that is, out of 100 people, only three people die that get the coronavirus. That's less than 3%, okay? So another figure you might be interested in, so out of that 100 people that got the coronavirus, only three of them are getting sick, and out of that same 100 people, only 60, 60, excuse me, 65% of those people can't even run a mile. And that's a statistic coming out in the last five years across the span of America. So we have 100 people that are, out of 100 people that get the coronavirus, 65% of them can't even run a mile. And yet only 3% of them are dying from coronavirus. I want to read off this list to further my point here. This was a Los Angeles Times article that got released last week. Coronavirus tracker athletes and sports figures that have tested positive for the coronavirus. In basketball, two unidentified Lakers were tested positive. Sidney Wise at the Los Angeles Sparks. Marcus Smart of the Boston Celtics. Kevin Durant and three unnamed Brook Brooklyn Net teammates. Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz, Donovan Mitchell of the Utah Jazz, James Nolan, New York Knicks owner, Trey Thomas from the Real Madrid, Christian Wood from the Detroit Pistons, and several unnamed members of the Philadelphia 76ers. College basketball, David Edwards, former A&M player. Boxing, Sirhant Guler, Football, Sean Payton from the New Orleans Saints. Golf, Victor Lang. Folks, the list goes on. I've got 56 pages here of athletes that have contracted the coronavirus, and not one of them's gotten sick. In fact, every single one of them reporting a mild symptom. If you're healthy, you're not dying. And this study's showing that athletes, what do they all have in common? They eat good and they exercise. I'm not saying we shouldn't worry about coronavirus. What I'm saying is we should focus on what happens when the cities come back open. And that's the focus of our episode today. We're going to talk with the appraisers on what's going on inside the city. But I'm also going to t expose a phone call that I had with a lead top appraiser in town that's been appraising for over 20 years. Didn't want to release his name because he's 
uh, revealing information about what he's putting in the appraisal reports to limit his liability of his company when banks are asking very difficult questions about what's going on in the market and what's going on with the home prices. So stay tuned for that. Make sure that you like this video and subscribe if you like our material. It helps the Google algorithm be able to track the performance of these videos and help us to be able to get more content out there. So click the subscribe button. New episode every Wednesday on the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show website, oklahomacityrealestateshow.com. Enjoy this interview from the local appraisers in Oklahoma City. So with COVID-19, um, everybody's trying to be as cautious as possible. The real estate industry has been deemed an essential industry, um, so we are still working in full force. However, um, we've, at least me personally, I've instituted a N95 mask. Um, I have disposable single-use gloves that I'm using. I'm telling everybody um, that's in a house that they need to have every door to bedrooms and bathrooms open and I'm having them give me access to the garage so I don't actually touch anything while I'm in the homes. Everybody is trying to refinance their house. The rates are as low as they've ever been. Um, the purchases have actually been steady. As far as what you'd see in January, February, March, April, it's about what you would expect. Um, the biggest difference that I've seen in the purchase market is normally the you know 120,000 and under market so your southwest Oklahoma City kind of where I-44 turns into 240 um, your market in Midwest City and Dell City that's all gone quiet for me I haven't really had any work the last couple of months in those areas but the 150,000 and above like 150 to 250,000 range is still just booming like it always is and the refinances has been really heavy on the ultra high end homes actually you know i have seen a lot of uh, a lot of contracts that are above listing price and i think it has to do with the the lower volume of inventory out there i do think that people are uh, people are still buying homes but I, it seems like just from my observations um that the inventory is lower and you know the highest volume is that I'd say 80,000 to 150,000 range. Like I said, um, that's always a hot market in Oklahoma City. The last couple of months, that's been quiet as far as I'm concerned. And the 150 to 250 market has just been rolling. It has been nonstop. So I don't know if that's a shift in the overall demographic or if that's due to the fact that a lot of the hourly wage earners that are most hard affected by the COVID-19 uh, pandemic are the ones that would be buying the $120,000 to $80,000 homes. Um, I haven't been able to put those pieces together yet, but that's kind of what I'm seeing in the marketplace. Now, is there any price point you've seen a decrease in the demand for orders? Um, like I highlighted there, the, the lower end has almost fallen off a cliff for me personally. I haven't been able to speak with other appraisers in that regard and see if everybody's seeing the same thing, but normally that is a real heavy hitter, the 80 to 120 those just kind of cycle through and have very short list times, uh, but they've been virtually non-existent in the last couple of months. All right, now last question. In your opinion, what has been the greatest area of impact in the Oklahoma City market for the shutdown? 
you know, honestly, from a sales standpoint, like I said, it has been really stable as far as what you would expect. Um, the lower the lower refinance rates that people are offering right now. I I'm working nights and weekends just trying to keep up, and the loan officers that I'm talking with are doing the same. Um, I think honestly. I don't know if I'd say that the, the crisis has been good for the, the real estate market, but in a roundabout way it has been because, or at least the appraiser business, because of the, the Fed lowering the rates time and time again to the point where they really can't lower them anymore. All of the lenders are just, they've got their, their taps turned on, everything's flowing, and uh, we're staying really busy. The, actually... About a month ago, I had a conversation with one of my bigger customers, and they said that their big money investors turned the taps off, raised the rates two points, so they could get their back end caught up with all the refinance orders they've had flowing through. So once all the infrastructure opens back up and the lockdown has been removed, what are the concerns? Well, Oklahoma City being highly dependent on the oil and gas industry, both the state of Oklahoma and the state of Texas, we're going to be watching very closely with the oil prices. Folks, you can very easily watch the economy impacts by watching the price of oil. Traditionally, our tax uh, basis in Oklahoma City rates the price of oil and gas off of $55, $50 a barrel. As we start to get under $50 a barrel, companies that are not extremely efficient start to suffer. Oil and gas is roughly 22% of our economy, where it wasn't as, it was a larger percentage in the past, not so much now, but that is our real concern for the Oklahoma City market. Folks, watching that oil and gas means the jobs, means the economic stimulus, means also the tax uh, revenue that the state's getting that can actually be able to fund government programs. Russell, the state is expected to declare a revenue failure next week. What does that mean and how will the $2.2 trillion federal relief package help? Uh, well, uh, once the uh, once the revenue failure is declared by the Board of Equalization, it will allow the state to tap into the uh, rainy day fund, which is, which has roughly eight hundred million dollars. Uh, the state also has another two hundred million in uh, another savings account. Uh, Senator Roger Thompson told us the state revenue collections will fall short of uh, projections by two hundred and twenty million dollars this fiscal year. Uh, and under the uh, stimulus bill, Oklahoma businesses would uh, would be eligible for emergency grants uh, up to $10,000. Also, they would uh, be able to apply for a loan of up to $10 million, uh, loans that would uh, cover eight weeks of operating expenses would not have to be paid back under that plan. Our school taxation is very tightly linked with the oil and gas sector. So as the oil and gas drops, the taxation drop, amount drops as well for public school fundings. However, experts are saying once we get the OPEC deal sorted out with Donald Trump, we could see an increase back again in those jobs. Um, as far as the jobs that are hiring, check this out right now for local jobs that are hiring in Oklahoma City. This is great for people that maybe are looking for middle income jobs or starter positions right now, or maybe you have a tenant that's lost their job and they're looking for stuff. These are the top jobs that are being hired now in Oklahoma City. Well, that's right. There are several businesses and industries that need more workers during this time of crisis. Sprouts, a grocery store chain, is hiring 100 workers to serve stores 
in Oklahoma City and Tulsa. Walmart is hiring 3,200 new workers in Oklahoma uh, at stores, at clubs, and at distribution centers. Other companies now hiring include Amazon, UPS, CVS, drugstores, Lowe's, uh, Dollar General, and 7-Eleven. That's quite the list. Russell, thank you so much for joining us here via Zoom on the Oklahoma News Report. My pleasure. Thank you. We're going to talk with the appraisers on what's going on inside the city with a lead top appraiser in town that's been appraising for over 20 years. Didn't want to release his name because he's uh, revealing information about what he's putting in the appraisal reports to limit his liability of his company when banks are asking very difficult questions about what's going on in the market and what's going on with the home prices. So talk to me about this disclaimer page. That sounds really interesting. What's what what is that? That's just to protect your company or I mean, how, how does that how, how are they allowing that? Putting, I called it, it's called important considerations. I mean, and, and really what it means is that the reader of the report needs to be aware that the COVID-19 crisis is going up and that, you know, it talks about the bailout money that the, that the federal government passed. It talks about that the governor of Oklahoma has basically put the entire state on lockdown as far as, you know, non-essential employees, non-essential work. Um, and, and it just says, you know, hey, we don't really know. You know, this is as of this particular moment, we're looking at the at the trends, trying to figure out what is what's happening. Right now, sales are still happening. I mean, based on the stuff I'm looking at, are they happening as prolifically as they were? I think we're still too close to it to know the answer to that. Um, I don't know that we're having. I, when I talk to realtors, they're telling me that their volume is way down. Um, as far as people out looking at houses. But I do know that I'm still getting orders every day. So I do know that there is some sales activity going on. Um, What's the price point? What's the price point of you? Under 250. Yeah. The affordability index. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. So have you seen a lot of offers going above asking price? Uh, Or list price? Not as much now. Um, I mean, not as much. So I've, I've had a few, but but not not like what we were having, you know, three or four months ago. Not not like what it was when 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 th- when this thing got into the when we got into the bidding war thing uh, three or four months ago. I mean, everything under one hundred fifty thousand dollars had multiple offers. Everything. But what I am seeing now is. You know, people that are still, the, the sellers that are still trying to take advantage of that. I had a little house in uh, Midwest City. The highest sale in the subdivision in the last in the last 12 months was 107107 And they contracted on this house for 125 You know, and I'm like calling the realtor going, I... I mean, I don't know what kind of magic you think I got, but <laughs> I don't have it. You know, I mean, if the highest sale in there is 107, and it was a little bit bigger house, uh, my house was really cute, really nice, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't going for 125. So, um, but the buyer of that house is probably one of those people who had been through that war. Um, you know, and it's just 
like, hey, I'll buy it for what? I mean, at one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, what have I got to lose? Um, you know, that, so that that that's kind of so I'm kind of seeing a little bit of that, but not anywhere near what we were seeing before. I mean, we were seeing a bunch of them before. It's really going to be interesting to see what happens this month with the closings. Now that everybody knows that this thing is here to stay, that's it. And I think, and I think that's going to be, you know, that's going to be the, the the good time to try to analyze it is when we get when we got enough data that we can actually look at it and try to figure out what's going on. Then that then we're going to be able to make some some really solid assumptions. And I'm not going to be having to put you know page long. <laughs> disclaimers in my report to say I don't have any idea <laughs> what's going on because I mean even if you think about any kind of thing that we've ever had happen in our real estate markets whether you're talking about hurricanes or whether you're talking about tornadoes or whatever it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty short time period before we determine the impact that it has on our market. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, were you working during the 2008? Were you were, were you were I mean you were in Oklahoma City during the last recession. What what yeah. what walk me through what happened to the home prices? How did that develop? Well, we never uh, Oklahoma City never really didn't have we don't we don't follow national trends. So so typically we don't have huge ups and huge downs. I mean, we have we have minor peaks and valleys, but we don't go up. I mean, we didn't see the kind of impact that they saw in other markets um, like California and, and Florida and Atlanta, Georgia, and places like that, where they have huge peaks, peaks and valleys in their in their real estate trends. We don't see that in Oklahoma. No matter what's happening, um, you know we 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 literally um, we when we you know if we have a five percent up five percent down that would be huge. I mean they have they were having swings of you know thirty five and forty percent. Um, so we don't we don't really ever suffer that because we just don't ever we don't go up and down that quick. Um, we just never have. And, and if you think about what was going on in 2008, if you go back and look at all of our numbers in 2008, they weren't that bad. I think I've got 7, 7% was our lowest on the median yeah. that we hit in Oklahoma City. That was like yeah. 2009. Yeah. I mean, we just, we just don't get huge peaks and valleys. Uh, but that means we don't go up as fast either. So, you know, I mean, we don't, we don't jump as high as everybody else jumps. So is this any different? I mean, that's what, can, bring, that's what what that's what brings investors into Oklahoma is because because they see what they see what they can buy a brand new house for, and they're like, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So what? So is this any different than 2008? Are we are we just looking at a little blip, and then even if the rest of the nation is hurting, we're we're you know we can't go much further down. Are, I don't know because because this is this is a different deal because this is impacting. This is impacting way more, way more people than that did. Uh, I, mean, I don't think we had. You didn't have that many people filing. We've never had that many people filing for unemployment. Hmm. Never, ever. I mean, we're just totally in uncharted territory there because we have no idea 
you know, how many people and, and how many of those businesses are going to fail? Even when we have a tornado, we know that we know that the tornado is going to displace a number of people and it's going to take us a small period of time to recover from from that. But but you you typically know what the market reaction is going to be to that. I mean, even after like the May 3rd tornado, we had a handle on it within 30 days because the crisis happened. All of a sudden, you had all of those people who were homeless, right? They had to find a place to live. They found a place to live, and we started the new building boom mm-hmm. to, to, re- to replace mm-hmm. what was lost. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be the case in this scenario because because we don't really know how long is it going to take for all of those businesses that are up and down Memorial Road to be able to reopen their doors. I mean, the malls have been clo- the malls will have been closed a month. I mean, the retail retail sector was already suffering because of online activity. So we really don't we don't really know. I mean, this is so uncharted territory that I don't know that any of us have any idea what's going to happen. Even if it's a six-month delay getting everything back going, some businesses don't exist. And quite frankly, maybe they were businesses that shouldn't have existed anyways. What, what is that doing to the home value? What, curse, what, what are you looking for to determine whether a home's going down or up in value other than comparable sales? The, the, well, the listings, the current offerings, what's going on with the current offerings. You know, is there an oversupply? Is there an undersupply? It's the same economic demands that we always are looking at. What are you considering right now on, on undersupply? Are we still talking six months, uh, uh, you know, uh, six months of inventory is, is the standard? Or are we talking three months of inventory? What, what are we talking as standard now? Well, I mean, we've been operating in less than three months if it's, if it's appropriately priced. I mean, we, we haven't had we haven't had an oversupply of inventory in a long time, two or three years. The, the only stuff that's sitting out there that is not moving is the stuff that is overpriced. If it's appropriately priced and there's a and there's a market for it, that stuff's selling. So what are we talking? Don't, don't you see that? Don't you see that too? I mean, oh, we're we're one point eight months supply of inventory right now on the yeah, medium. That's what I would say. I mean, we're yeah. we're like three. Less than three months. So what? And so what is that? So where's the line? When does it say, "Oh, we're now transitioning to a buyer's market"? Where is that in Oklahoma City? Well, when, when all of a sudden you start seeing the available inventory going up and the and the exceeding, I mean, if all of a sudden we've got available inventory going up and we're not having any sales, then we're going to know we're there. <laughs> I mean, and that's that's what we're looking for. Is you know, when is it? When is that? When does that show itself, or does it ever? Um, hmm. I, I mean, it may not. It may not manifest itself. It may, it, you know, this could just be a little hiccup, and we're up and running. You know, I mean, it. We don't know until until we get a little further into this thing. It's it's just too close to have any clue what's what the deal's going to be. All right. Thanks for watching. That was the top appraiser in Oklahoma City, kept secret for his own protection. He did say that he'd be coming on our show in the coming weeks in person. 
revealing his identity, but for now he's keeping his identity uh, secret so that he can share with us what's going on behind the scenes with the mortgage uh, loan adjustments and the appraisal requirements going on in Oklahoma City. As always, folks, thanks for watching, and I do appreciate that you subscribe so you'll get notified every week for our new market updates that affect you, your portfolio, and your family here in Oklahoma City. For more information and to listen or watch online, visit okcrealestateshow.com.